I tell you, folks, a lot has changed, especially for our show in the last hour in regards to the topics we're going to be covering tonight. You know we're going to start off tonight's show talking about these releases um, and budget cuts, um, along with uh, John Mosley, amongst other things that have happened in the wrestling world. But yeah, we're going to definitely talk about these releases. So tonight's show on the Big O Bell podcast, we got a lot to cover. So without further ado, let's get started. What's up, folks, and welcome back to another episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Uh, Two James here, along with Will and Jamal. Uh, We'll be handling the duties for the first part of the show tonight. Uh, We had some breaking news uh, coming from Fightful about an hour ago, as it is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, our usual when we go live on uh, on at Big Gold Belt um, on Twitter uh, via Twitter Live. A lot of people have just been released from WWE. Uh, A lot of names, very prominent names, names that were just getting started um, in NXT or WWE. Um, Some having 30-day non-compete causes, some having the the traditional 90 days. Uh, Some names that are just completely a mind-blower that you would see on this list. Um, But nonetheless, we're going to talk about it. And, um, and, 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 and because this is not the first time we've seen releases and whatnot, you know, we tend to kind of see the positive out of this. And, um, I know for me, regardless of shop, regardless of fandom, regardless of, um, the possibilities of which some of these talents could have done within WWE, uh, much like former WWE employees reaching out to them. I think it's very safe to say, uh, this isn't the end of the road for them. Um, there is a ton of possibilities going on right now. Independent, AEW, um, Impact, MLW. Um, there is a ton of landing spots, regardless of where one may go. Um, some of the people on this list also have been in movies, and independent movie business is booming right now. So there's a ton of possibilities of where uh, one may decide to uh, take their future endeavors beyond this. But we're going to start off real quickly by going over the list. Uh, and th- this is in no particular order, but these are the names as I seen it recently. Uh, Frankie Monet, Ember Moon, Jesse Kamea, Katrina Cortez, Jet Rama, uh, Only Lorcan, Trey Baxter, uh, Zeta Raymer, Scarlett Bordeaux, B. Fab, Grand Matalik, Lindsay Donato, Karrion Cross, Harry Smith, Nia Jax, 
Eva don't Marie. Say, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. I'm not. It's not real if we don't say it. It's not it's, real if we don't it's, say excuse it. Excuse me. Excuse me. Five, five seconds of silence, please, for Eva Marie. Thank you. Keith Lee and Mia Yim. Um, and this, this, the, the, um, what they're calling this is, as I said, due to budget cuts. Oh, yeah. So, gentlemen. As always. Yeah, as always. Um, apparently, there was an email that went out from um, John Laurinaitis. Um, he, him, him being the one to bear the bad news here. Uh, but, gentlemen, as I said, um, you know, this is not something that we have not seen before. Uh, regardless of the time of day, the, uh, the amount of people, whatever it may be. Uh, what's your instant reaction seeing it this time, this list, this name? And we'll, we'll, we'll start with you. Well, as it's broken the last hour, the first thing that happened, we kind of had the first wave, which was heavy NXT. And the thing that really jumped out at me seeing names like Ember Moon, Frankie Monet, you know, former, formerly Ty, or I guess again, Taya Valkyrie, Oni Lorcan, Scarlett Bordeaux, Karrion Cross. It was a lot of people from the Triple H NXT. So I think there's a very clear message being sent here that if you're, you are part of that era of NXT, they're looking at you. So at first I was thinking, oh, that's the story here. It's going to be, they're clearing out some of the old NXT folks because now NXT 2.0 is the priority. Then things shifted in the second half and we went into the main roster. Um, the ones that are just shockers to me, I'd say, are Keith Lee and Nia Jax. Because, God, I mean, if, if Nia Jax didn't seem like a lifer and Keith Lee, hell, he was on Raw this week and getting totally repackaged in recent weeks as Bearcat Lee. I, I figured, you know, hell, they they were clearly doing stuff with these people. But as we have seen in uh, recent waves of releases, there is not necessarily a rhyme or reason. If they're just going down the uh, spreadsheet and looking at salaries, who knows? But I tell you this, the uh, next couple months, the market is flooded with talent. <laughs> there is us an abundance of talent. And frankly, I just... I'm starting to wonder where all these folks can end up because there's just a lot of people out there that are available. It's it's going to become a market for a uh, if you're in the position to offer contracts, you got a lot of people to choose from. It's it's a buyer's market, so mm-hmm. that's my initial thoughts as we get into this. And I guess we should quickly say this is as we stand right now at eight o'clock at at eight o eight. There could be more some uh, people coming out while we're uh, talking here. I mean, this all just happened in the last hour. So as it stands right now, that's the list as I know it too. Okay. Okay. Jamal. Hi. Hey, how's it going today? Oh, it's great. It's been the best week ever. Best fucking week ever. And I'm very, very, very excited about Black Trash Bag Day 2021. I got my Black Trash Bag. Do you have yours? Where that? (laughs) Let me see it. Now, the reason why I'm excited is because, uh, number one, business is business. I don't understand why the morose, why the sad faces, why the long faces, everyone, it, it, it became a drinking game to shit on Nia Jax. And now that she gets released, what she going to do? Man, How talk to him. Her rent? Get the fuck out of here. Which yeah, talk it? to him. Which is it? You can't have it both ways. I now, mean, that's true. You, Jamal, d- just to be clear, every time that this happens, her name and Jackson Riker's name are almost synonymous as to why not them. I'm, I'm gonna lean into the microphone real quick. 
Marcus Jackson Riker. Because <laughs> he, his name is still on there. Uh, Ricochet's name hasn't been called yet. Uh, Cedric Alexander's name hasn't been called yet. And this isn't about seeing people lose their jobs. This is about seeing people being tortured, wasted, uh, you know, used and abused. We, um, yeah, and, we haven't even got true heel uh, uh, Cedric yet. Right, exactly. So, you know, used and abused and all that bullshit. So, like, the next time you go into Foot Locker and you see that old-ass dude that's been working there for 35 years and he knows that his life is over and he knows that he really should be doing better than he's not, and when he loses his job because of buzzard quadra cuts, I'm not saying don't pat him on the back and tell him it's going to get better. But what I am saying is don't feel bad at him for for, for losing this shitty job that he shouldn't have had in the first place. Ember Moon deserved better. Keith Lee deserved better. Dijak still deserves better. There's a lot of guys that deserve better, and everyone online screams about how they deserve better. And when they have an opportunity to do better, granted suddenly, granted you know uh, abruptly. You know, we'll show and prove, motherfuckers. Let's go. Now, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that everybody gets to jump ship to AEW. Everybody gets to jump ship to Impact. And these things do take time. That's why the first thing that you need to do is count your coins, make sure that your money's straight. Because obviously, in this wrestling business, in every business, nothing's guaranteed, and nobody's rich enough to skate to skate on it. You know, for too long. And as we've seen over the past eighteen months to two years. Not everybody has enough of a nest, a nest egg um, to stave off eviction and stave off, you know, uh, financial ruin. I don't give a shit how much you make. The difference between you and me may be six months versus a year, but everybody's going to have to pay at some point because the government's coming. So, the, so stack your so, so count your coins is number one. Um, number two, prepare. This is this is a thing. If you're into the no, I don't think there's anybody in WWE in any wrestling company. Even if you are the top star, top tippity top, nobody's untouchable. And as we've seen, and we'll talk about Moxley later, it doesn't matter who you are. You can still get got by life happening and shitting on your chest. So the bottom, so the long and short of it is, yes, it is sad that. Honest work has been cut, but it's also refreshing to see people have an opportunity to take whatever clout they got from WWE and parlay that into a real, not a real, but parlay that into a better venture. Yeah, I mean, want these people. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. We want these people to be given the ball to paint with their own set of crayons. Now they can buy their own box and paint whatever the fuck they want. Go get it done. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's next for a lot of these guys. And for the ones that I don't know, I'm looking forward to, to a first impression. Yeah. So, yeah. Happy Black Trash Bag Day, everybody. Sponsored by Hefty. Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. Uh, the 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 price tag goes up beyond this. And, yeah, I think, you know, when I look at names, I'm surprised about, you know, B-Fab is one. I'm less like. That's the other one. They just, the hell, they just brought Hit Row to SmackDown. Just yep. moved them up. Yep. And I I don't think that they work. I, I feel like she absolutely works and is a very vital part to that group. But like you said, after this, I mean, wherever she goes, the notoriety of a SmackDown superstar, one of the hottest fractions out there right now, you know, this was an introduction of possibilities of what she could be. Um, it'd be interesting to see where it goes 
uh, beyond that. But yeah, that's how I look at it too. I mean, like I, you know, in the sense of it's sad. It's to me, it's one of those like I'm not emotionally sad. It's like sad, like it's a damn shame. Sad that um, you know, in the light of everything that's going on, business reasons why I said they didn't understand that these some of these people were valuable um and should have been used and could have been used in ways that we know they 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 where they belong so but um other than that i'm trying to think too uh i i guess we can talk a little bit about the possibilities going forward here um so i'm looking at the list um also and i think that not everyone's reaction is the same um and I do think as people go, because a lot of these names I don't know, like just because I don't watch WWE. So when I see Jeet Rama, Katrina Cortez, and BFAB, I don't know who these people are. Uh, mm-hmm. When I see Scarlett, uh, Frankie Monet, and Ember Moon, I'm thinking, I know who you are, but I know that you really haven't had enough of a showing on WWE for me to judge you by any of it. Yeah. And then when I see people like Karrion Cross, um, Eva Marie and Nia Jax, that's when I go like, okay, well, you definitely have been there. They definitely gave you some things to do and, and to work with. And I'm not surprised that they gave up on you after the three week, three week push, but or, or just, you know, what, or just you, what do you want from them? Or just call it what it is. We know that there's some folks that probably walked up into the office and said, release me. Well, um, I think, uh, what was this? Uh, Grand Metal League definitely walked to an office and said, release me. There definitely um, rumblings about him for a while. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but then when you have someone like, you know, Mia Yim, for example, love Mia Yim, big fan of Mia Yim. And I think wherever she'll go, she'll be a valuable asset if she chooses to, you know, continue with this bullshit. Mm-hmm. But where has she, she been on TV? She just tweeted too. She just tweeted seven minutes ago, 90 days. Let's get to work. Booking inquiries. No interviews, please. At this email that is an email. <laughs> right. So, so, so they're right. So, so that's that, that's the thing. And I, you know what? I think that this this black trash bag day uh, versus others is a little bit different because the talent themselves. Ember Moon tweeted out earlier. I can't help but laugh. Um, uh, somebody. It was Lindsay Dorado. He tweeted out a Conor McGregor uh, video that said, "The king is back, motherfuckers." Um, <laughs> you know, and and these are some of the things that I've seen. Um, Scarlet or no, Frankie Monet. Uh, said no, bitches. Taya Valkyrie is back. Yeah, um, you go. with, with an email it. address. So right I back do to it. like that the narrative is being um, the hell. I do like that the narrative is being um, well, well, repositioned. Well, yeah, thank you because that's important. That's something that I feel like we've been very consistent about here. Is that it's time for folks to understand that, like you said, it's a business. So you have to boss up in these situations. No time to put your head down. You know, when this first start happening, and I hate that he has to kind of be the beaten horse here, but it is essentially him. But Drake Maverick was what the tone was initially. You get cut, you put out an emotional vid- video, and you're basically like, what do I do next? And everybody feels sorry for you and bills and all this other stuff. And yes, I get that was during the pandemic, but we've already expressed that being on a 90-day compete calls means that you're still being paid for 90 days. You're you're unemployed, which if I understand correctly by the by by the nation of uh, by, by the United States of a nations. 
Uh, if you are unemployed and you can receive, especially during the pandemic, those unemployment checks, like you, you, there's ways for you to get your loot. So no one's going to be homeless. As a matter of fact, let's 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 kind of uh, go back a little bit here. Has anybody been homeless yet? Anybody? <laughs> I, well, Not that I've heard. It, I anybody? Mean, well, actually, no, because even even like even Jimmy Havoc who was has a fallen from grace and he's left the wrestling business and he got a, a Joe job um, as like a last mile delivery guy in England. So what? Yeah. Like Josh, this shit isn't forever. Yeah. Josh Alexander, no. yeah. uh, 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 impact champion just quit his job and it was in right. no he was like, like danger. construction, right? Yeah, yeah. It was in no danger of losing his job, but people still work. And I think again, you have to put your 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 life into perspective to saying that what's best for me and then what am I going to do to survive? And again, there was tons of resources available for folks with unemployment. Hell, people were getting more unemployment than I was getting on a regular check <laughs> doing this. Like people were grinding out here. So like, again, this is the situation where we have to kind of look at this as adults and saying it is very sad that some of our favorite talent and wrestlers are no longer going to be in the place that we are accustomed to seeing them be. However, them as adults, this is time for you to reevaluate your life. You have three months to figure out what you're going to do, utilize the resources that is available, and go forward. Your stock is up. And also 90 days just means that you can't wrestle. Yeah, 90 days just means you can't wrestle or appear in a wrestling capacity. That doesn't mean that Nia Jax can't model. It doesn't mean that... Let's say it right now, real quick. Let's say it right now. Please do not make videos of escaping prison during these ninety days. You know oh, no, 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 no. You know no, they're no, coming. Wrong. It's gonna be Buddy, Buddy Mercy, Buddy Mercy, Buddy Murphy coming across the Mayflower, and now we're gonna now go into the vessel, and we're gonna start seeing many more people in there with him as well too. Master I Buddy, I can't wait to see the video of Lucha House Party busting out of a Mexican prison. <laughs> they to be, to oh. be honest they to be the honest videos can, we're gonna have oh my to god to be honest they can just actually really go do that you, it don't take much to get into uh trouble down tijuana just go don't, down touch, don't, don't touch the zebras <laughs> <laughs> but but oh, but, but like but no the key the key thing is though you have 90 days to plot your next move that's the key yeah. thing is you have 90 days now that you are paid this is your time to strategize and right. figure out what you want to do and help get the word out through back channels that mm-hmm. come those 90 days up. Mm-hmm. You're ready for offers. You are and, ready. And, and so more importantly, we know people talk. So people are going to well, be talking before 90 days is up. You just can't make a formal offer till 90 days. It's but an incestuous business. Will happen. Yeah. Yes. It's an incestuous business. Just like with any niche, uh, you know, job, whether you're a lawyer or a cop or a firefighter or a doctor, there ain't too many of y'all out there. You're the doctor. In the town with the doctor with the hospital. So there ain't too many places for you to go. And as much mm-hmm. as the independent scene is blowing up, it is, however, it is top heavy. Not everybody mm-hmm. is blowing up in every it's not blowing up in every direction. We're seeing the mid-major indies like a GCW and PWG, yep. you know, and Fest and Beyond and stuff like that. Um, well, Defy out there in Seattle. And I know that I'm get, I'm missing a bunch of Chicago, AEW, AIW, and, and so on. That's all great. I only named 10. The country's huge. So yeah. I'm not saying um, uh, that they, the other people that I haven't named, you know, Black Label Pro, AWE down in Atlanta and so on, 
I'm not saying just because they have a name, it doesn't mean they're not um, popping, but not everybody can sign everybody. Um, right. Not everybody needs to, to rush out and do a thing. If you're injured, and a lot of these people are injury prone, Keith Lee missed a shit ton of time because of a medical issue, which I think involved his heart. Do we need him to rush back out there and to, now granted, I'm not a doctor and I don't know his actual situation, but do we need him to rush back out there to go and do what he do? I would rather have him do it responsibly. Um, same thing with Nia Jax. Here is, um, her knees are shot. Do we yeah. need her to go back out there and, and do it right now? Um, even and- Marie can only give you what she gives you and she gives you the best. But um, do we really need her? Where does she fit in? And it's not just about drafting people. It's about getting uh, the right people in the right fit. There's a yeah. fuck ton of free agents in, in every sport. But and, do and, they work for you? And, 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 yeah, to go and back- as, we, as we've seen in WWE, it's not just about signing people to sign people. You need to have a role for them. Yeah. That's what that's what Crab here is getting at. Because hell, we saw it just now with WWE stockpiling tons of people and they're still trying to clean them out. Just because you can sign someone doesn't mean you should sign someone. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with them? And more importantly, NXT has just turned over. So they're definitely going to trim the fat with their old uh, mainstays from their old mm-hmm. product. They don't yeah. fit in that world. I don't know why they cut BFAT from Hit Row. I thought Hit Row was a pretty popular group, though I've never seen them. Um, but the idea is most of these people on this list have either not worked a lot or on a brand that they're definitely restructuring, like 205 Live or the old NXT, or are Nia Jax. Yeah. I mean, like, what else do you, what, where do you want them to go? Would you rather them just stay in WWE and collect the check and, and waste their time on TV? Yeah, and I mean, like, again, this, this, there is a ton of names here, a ton of scenarios. You never know what it can may, may be. Uh, Bray Wyatt is an example of somebody who maybe needed the release because he needed to sit back and recollect his mental health. Um, he has not yet uh, signed anywhere, but he really has started to come out of his shell on social media. But, like, who's to say where he was at before then? And then, yes, mental health is an... Um, it's something that people need to rehab, you know? And then when you talk about injuries, physical injuries, yes, these are things that some people need to rehab. And you just never know. Samoa Joe body has been completely beat up. He had to rehab it. He came back. Did he come back too early? Because he's now rehabbing again. You never know. You just really never know what the scenarios is. I think these are just cases where we see we see a bunch of names. Um, there is a ton of reactions in all different corners of, of the internet right now. But I think it's important to kind of say, even with shock um, that, you know, everybody understands the scope of the wrestling world right now, use your 90 days or your 30 days, whatever it may be to reposition yourself, to go get your dollar afterwards. And like, yeah, there's going to be names that like B B fab is still one that I'm like, you know what? I really, really, really wanted to see what hit row was going to do going forward as a collective. You never know. She may be able to make a return. You you just never know. But as of right now, you know, you just kind of say, well, I, I can't wait to see where her career goes beyond this period. And then there's going to be people that you, like you said, that was kind of held hostage. And now that they got the release, yes, yes, go get your dollar. You got you got the the WWE on your resume now. Your 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 value is up. <laughs> Once you work mm-hmm. at ESPN or Disney. You know, you can go anywhere else beyond that, and they're going to have to pay you accordingly. And I think this is the same thing. We're like, once you was in WWE, 
they have to put respect on you. I mean, we say it all the time. They go to these conventions and whatnot, and when they get their little flyers or whatever in front of their in front of their booth, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. always say formerly of WWE. Then you could be in there for one day and they're putting it on there. People are not putting that on there because it's, it's I mean style. I would. Yeah, damn right I would. I would, absolutely. <laughs> what did you do there? I was the resume. But- yeah, MC MCW in this area only books people if formerly known as from WWE. They would completely skip everything else you've done in your career. They say if you was in WWE, that's the reason we're bringing you in. That's your so. ticket to the that's your ticket to the mm-hmm. autograph money. Yeah. And then hell, some of these people, this might just be the end of the road for them. Hell, we've seen our Braun Strowman's who hasn't shown his face nowhere since yeah. he's been gone. Yeah. So for some people, this might be it. How many great yeah. college players play two years in on at the next level, football, hockey, basketball, whatever, and we don't and they fizzle out. Yeah. Yep. You know, not every and, and you know, and actually, actually, you know what? I say that to them to and that Nia Jax has been there for eight years, apparently. Uh-huh. Yeah. So for whatever reason, call it what you want. Um, but she put in the time. Oh, so yeah. That, that's not. Well, she had like, a run on Total Divas. She she did the whole damn show there. Right. So she let's not name and ride. She is the epitome of a WWE product in veteran. this generation. A veteran. veteran, absolutely, absolutely. And one may even say Hall of Fame one day because she's done it. Okay. She's well, done let's it. Not. Yeah. Let's not do that. But. but you know, when you think about women in WWE, their careers have always been traditionally short. So, like, even if she did nothing else, you have to kind of say, well, what impact did she do for WWE? She was a larger woman who went out there and performed with the best. She's performed on the biggest mm-hmm. stages. She has held titles, um, and she's a complete product of WWE. Doing, um, doing uh, the, the the shows, doing the uh, NXT, doing uh, the main roster. You know, becoming one of the biggest heels. Period. You know, she she definitely uh, created a path going forward for anyone of her of her kind. Like. It's without a doubt when you say, well, whatever requirements of the Hall of Fame, there really isn't any defined. But for WWE uh, terminology, I think she fits the, sho- the shoes here. So um, anything else we want to talk about uh, before we uh, go to our break tonight um, um, in regards to the WWE releases? Well, and the last thing is, I know that some of them are 30 days. Some of them are 90 days. Um, but the long and short of it is, is that it's November 4th right now. 30 days would be December 4th. Uh, 90 Ooh. days would be February 4th, uh-huh. if my math is right. So that's just in time for AEW's next pay-per-view. That's just in time for like Impact's uh, like big pay-per-view early uh, January. Year. Oh, January. January's, January's hard to kill. But yeah, it's right. right on time for them live tapings right, right. after it. And then you have live mm-hmm. tapings right after it. And then you know what? I mean, to be fair, whatever Ring of Honor is going to do in April. Yep. That February. Too. WrestleMania. WrestleMania weekend. All those you know, for Super Card of Honor. I'm yep. just saying they have to really, they have to start from literally ground zero. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, I, I don't know a name. I don't know if Ring of Honor is even going to exist. But the bottom line is, is that if they do. They could low key, you know, pick up some names, and then of course there's the other ones like MLW and everything like that. But you know, this could be a very interesting February um, mm-hmm. as we go, you know, as we turn over from winter. As a lot of these people, whoever's ninety days are up, you know, yeah. very interesting February. J- Jamal, also you brought up a point that I quickly forgot about. 
Let's not forget, too, that uh, some of those initial or original contracts coming out of AEW should be aspiring around that same time. I hope people have the same energy when Tony mm-hmm. Khan, who said, who said, I don't believe in a full roster. Yeah. Tell you what, that question, mm-hmm. and when we when we asked that question, there were some folks that was just like, oh, I get it. And then there's some folks that was like, well, why would you ask that? Okay. 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 So, <laughs> So so yep. keep that same keep that same energy come keep that same energy mm-hmm. when he looks at his bill for all of these contractors that he has and he has dark and he has elevation and then he has the Orlando stuff. I'm not saying that Khan is going to have you know um some kind of uh recycled plastic trash bag day of his own. But what I am saying is there's no way that he should um keep people that are underperforming and continue on to signing holdouts from other companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand that you really need to make a name and make a splash and I get it, but you only have two hours. Yep. And then you have a third on, on rampage. You do a pay-per-view once every eight weeks. There's not enough TV time for your product. So when you say that all of these people are going to be released and they're going to AEW, I say, no, no, yeah. But the timing, the timing does work out perfect that those first three year deals will be up around the new beginning of the new year. And these 90 day competes will end in February. So he's going to be in a nice position where he can look at his roster and be like, all right, deals are ending for these people. And these people are about to be free. Who and do then I he signs Scorpio shot to a five-year contract. Jesus right. H. <laughs> He's going to have options, if nothing else. He's going to yeah. have options. Do I yeah. want to keep some of these people, or do I want to freshen up my cupboard? Because yeah. people are available. Yeah. I don't need to keep them both. Nope. So, nope. he's got options. So, I guess... Dark, uh, Dark is going to be looking... I'm, I'm Honestly, Dark is going to be looking very interesting... That lower, you know, that lower to to middle mid card is going to be very interested in AEW come coming uh February. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess it's my job right now to send Eva Maria texts while she is uh filming right now the big movies out in Hollywood that uh she's not paying attention to Twitter. She doesn't know that she's been let go of WWE. She's doing big things. Probably with Bruce Willis again. Who knows? She could come back if she wanted. This is clearly a plan of hers. You they know? asked her to come back. Yeah, she she wants she did this as a move just to come back so that we would just miss her. That's all it is. She's so brilliant. How could you have Raw without her? Look, just think about this now. Pour well, one go- out for Eve Marie. <laughs> Let's go to our break now, um, and uh, then we got two other topics to cover for the rest of the night. So yeah, let's jump to that. Let's pay some bills, folks. Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service as well as UPS right to your computer. Whether you're on the phone sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out those orders, Stamps.com will make your life infinitely easier. All you need is a computer and a standardized printer. No special supplies or equipment necessary. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you exclusively get discounts on postage and shipping from UPS as well as the Postal Service. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup, drop it off, no traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping. 
With Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool, you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There is literally no risk. And with my promo code POD, P-O-D, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitment or contract necessary. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in POD. P-O-D. That's stamps.com, promo code POD, stamps.com. You'll never go to the post office again. All right. Uh, we're back here for the second half of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Welcome to the show tonight, Mr. Silly Sellers. How you going? Good, good. How you guys feeling? Good, good. Well, um, Will will be back, uh, or actually Will is here. Um, so now as we get into uh, the second half of the show, um, Let's talk about the grammar police. Let's let's let talk about keep the same energy here. I, did, let's 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 talk about what was which was at one point today <laughs> going to be our most trendiest topic in the world of professional wrestling. So last night, formerly known as Kalisto Samurai, how do you say his name correctly? I, I've just been saying Samurai Del So. All right, we'll go with that. Um, he made his AEW debut last night against FTR. I did not see the match. Um, I am hearing that it was a good match. A uh, good really- match. Uh, his tag team partner, Aerostar, uh, actually shit the bed. I mean, he was he was comically bad. But Kalisto uh, was absolutely fantastic. I uh, really hope to see more from him. And if they picked him up, I wouldn't be mad at it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I've always thought he was top-tier talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has good. I think he has good relationships within the business. I know uh, Sasha Banks is supposedly one of his best friends. Um, he constantly trains. His physique is second to none. It seems like pound for pound. Um, you know, I think he fits on any roster. Uh, you know, once upon a time, I would have lobbied for him to be in ROH because um, not because of just what their audience is one of their secondary main audiences is but i think he fits the style um and there's definitely a lot of potential good matches there but regardless i think he can work anywhere and mm-hmm. and he's and, he, and he's good to go but um beyond that he wrote a tweet because that's what you do you write a tweet on a tweeter um also uh tw- he should have tout, out tout for president 2022 just throwing it out there uh bring back tout his tweet as of november 3rd 11 p.m prayed and talked to john in quotation marks john j-o-h-n um now in parentheses bro brody lee um before my match thank you for showing me your home at aew and giving me the strength and energy i needed today forever in my heart hormono um okay let's Cool. Absolutely wow. solid, solid, very solid. Um, yeah. let's 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 dissect this for the, what, what this is right now. I look at this tweet, and he paid homage to his buddy Brody. The biggest thing for me here is that I think that number one, no one is allowed to tell anybody how they how they want to grieve. No one should be able to sit from the bleachers and say. And evaluate what one's relationship is to one another. You, you just can't do that. So, whatever the commentary is around him even doing this and questioning wait, that. Wait, what, what exactly is the problem? 
Oh, we're, we're getting there. We're getting okay. there. Slow yeah, burn. Slow burn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm just, you know, because there's, there's a there's a ton of reactions coming from this, and there's really? folks wondering, oh, yeah. Folks are wondering, well, why would you do that? And et cetera, et cetera. Uh, whatever it may be. But I thought it was special. Um, again, for near, from Brody's uh, time in WWE, you know, he's he, he was a flowering person. Wherever he went, he touched people. Um, and he's had very good connections that we still see uh, even with him being gone uh for this long um that how he still touches people day to day so i thought that was special that he did that um and and obviously him being at AEW was a special thing so as jamal said so what is the issue here well chris jericho as of 11 14 comes in with the grammar police and says you spelled his name wrong and by his name being spelled wrong j-o-h-n instead of um j-o-n is that right because now i'm not even confused no i I think j-o-n was how it was spelled and he added an h because that's also how john can be spelled as well yeah right 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 and and let's let's be honest kalisto's first language is spanish is it i thought he's from chicago Okay, well, I, that was what ones were saying. Okay, well, put it this way. Put it this way. First of all, his response to Chris Jericho's tweet said, you're spelling his name wrong. He says, my emotions got the best of me. Went at that. Secondary thing is that, yeah, people were making assumptions that maybe spent, uh, maybe English isn't his first, so it's an honest mistake. And that's where I go with it. It's just that instead of trying to come out with the pitchfork, it was an honest mistake but, but here. Even oh, if me... it is a mistake, it's his name. So yeah. if you spelled it wrong, like I don't, I don't give a shit if my name has is made up of numbers. How you spell it is how you spell it. So it doesn't really matter if you know if it was an honest mistake or if it wasn't. He he, he got it wrong. So the question is, why do we care about this? Like I'm trying to right. figure out where it was like it, it just even if it was intentional, where you just like you know what. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck him over and and, and an H there. <laughs> I don't understand where, where the malice is. I don't care what language he can speak fucking Klingon, but where's the malice behind this? Cool, gotcha. Yeah, that, that, that's the weird thing because I think the big thing becomes why was he called out publicly about? There you it? go. There you why go. Why wasn't just? Yeah, even that's the thing. It's like, why did they make a public issue of this? It oh, could be as it could be as simple as autocorrect. You know, I mean, yeah, adding, making a J-O-H-N. I mean, and you can always very, edit your tweets. I mean, no, you can't. You, well, cannot. you, can't. you absolutely cannot. Yeah. yeah. You have to delete and redo it. Yeah, but delete yeah. and redo. That's not, well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. But no, 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 no. But Will, you said they. I've only spoke about Chris Jericho. So who right. is the other person that is also out here with the flaming pitchfork coming after him? It is and, no and, other than Brody's wife, Amanda, right. who basically... I can't let me find let me find the second tweet. I mean the first tweet, but the second tweet. She, she's made a couple comments today. Yeah. So yeah, yeah check out her uh, replies. So first of all, the uh, uh, this is the second tweet. I need to find the first one. Let somebody can pull it up real quick. Um, so, uh, a fan responded and said what I just said earlier. I think because English isn't his first language, so probably just didn't realize, which could be true, could be autocorrect. Either way, it's an honest mistake. I mean, he That's, didn't call him Sally. I'm gonna he call bullshit him- on that. Because... Hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But let me, let me, let me write her. Let me read her, uh, okay. her reply. That wasn't her reply. Her reply was, 
yeah not an excuse to spell someone's name wrong if you're name dropping so how is it a name drop i don't think it's <laughs> yeah. a name drop yeah, yeah, i think she's back. reaching on that i mean no, no, yeah. let me take this back in respect to losing her husband that's who she is and i know if it came to a situation because my wife does it too if somebody misspells my name she'll correct it i get that However, when you're going to a point where if somebody's honestly just trying to pay homage to somebody that they respect, that they care about, I think it's an overreach to try to correct in this way when the intent of him trying to honor somebody in that type of way was, you know, an honest thing. And sometimes it's an honest mistake when you have a common names like John or or Chelsea that, that spell their names in so many different variations mm -hmm. that, you know, it's an honest mistake. You know, granted, if you abbreviate Jonathan, it could be J-O-H-N for one, just for a nickname and then J-O-N when it's spelled Jonathan with J-O-N-T-H-A-N or however you want to spell it. But granted, I, I'm pretty sure that he was not trying to do that. And by publicly, publicly trying to shame somebody on that aspect as an honest mistake, I think that's the wrong thing. You just easily, hey, text, hey, you might want to fix this. You spelled his okay. name wrong. Boom, and go from there. But, but here's, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I'm going to take it the other way and say that this wasn't an honest mistake. It was 100% full-on malice because he said, like, you know what? I'm going to come into AEW. I'm going to have a damn good match. And then I'm going to bring up Brody Lee for no goddamn reason. And I'm going to put an H in there, bitches. And <laughs> let's, say, let's assume that he, let's assume that's exactly what the plan was. Is is it that much of an egregious act to call somebody out and shame them publicly over it? Now this, for whatever this typo is, however we got there with the, um, with the tweet going out and it being in error, the real question is, is that, is this the thing that you want to air out in public? Um, that's number one. Number two, <clears throat> assuming that this is full of malice, why the fuck would he do that after coming to AEW for the first time? Like, you're a free agent. You come into AEW. This is obviously every... It's the second biggest company in the country. You know, you're... you're and then you pay homage to presumably your friend. Unless there's something else that we just don't know. And, and maybe maybe uh, you know, Mrs. Huber and, and Samurai Del Sol haven't had the best relationship. Um outside of business. I don't know. I don't know. But it just seems odd. However, you think about a year ago, it's November right now. Now, the timeline a year ago was Brody Lee um, fought Cody and had his last match uh, at in, um, it wasn't full gear, it was on Dynamite, I believe. And that was in October. And yeah, it was around this time the, last year that everything yeah, happened. Exactly. And then we got the news day after Christmas, I believe, that he had finally passed. Mm -hmm. So is it possible that she is in the first year mm -hmm. since her husband has been uh, taken from her that anything, she's just a tinderbox of emotion and anything, no matter how small, just set her off. If you spelled it right but didn't capitalize it, this could have had the same result because a year ago, this within a month or so, you know, her best friend died or has best yeah. friend went to the hospital and she didn't know if he would make it out. And we know how right. that turned out. So, so, you know, so uh, and I think that's a good narrative to 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 put into uh, question here. I, I just want to read the other two tweets real quick and then uh, we'll get reactions to that. So obviously, like I said, Jericho. uh um 
and this is another thing that's kind of annoying to me. It's like Jericho could have just replied to his tweet, but when you do the quote retweet, it's almost like, look at this, folks. Here's what Bring I got. Bring the to brigade. Get the brigade yeah. in here. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I feel like, you know, it's like, there's there's definitely a position to that. Like, there, you could have easily just replied and say, hey, buddy, you misspelled it. But, like, yeah. And then she, um, under that, put a gif that says, why are you booing me? I'm right. Um, for whatever reason. And then okay. this is the one where she says, not an excuse to spell someone's name wrong if you're name dropping. But here's the one I was talking about here. In reply to his tweet, uh, initially, she said, uh, I'm sorry, in reply to Jericho's tweet, because Jericho opened up the floodgates, she says, why is that? I feel like it's a reason. It's, it is reasonable to expect a level of respect of spelling someone's name right if you want to name drop them. Mm-hmm. So the, the name the name dropping thing gets me because it sounds yeah. like they're making it a claim of like like it's clout chasing. Yep. He's trying yeah. he's trying to use Brody's passing to get over to maybe endear himself to the audience okay. there after his debut. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I it seems to be. I think there's like on there might have been some more tweets or if people are reading into it and thinking that maybe her thinking is because I because because uh, people brought up Miro. And she she did reply to something with along the lines of that, you know, Miro called me every day. Miro cried next to me. Miro was there the whole time everything was happening and all this. And he wasn't. So if the, if the idea in her mind is you weren't that friend to him, you weren't there, you, you don't get to invoke his name. I guess right. the, the way I'm thinking of it is like this as a workplace thing. If I suddenly pe- hit, got hit by a bus tomorrow. And my wife was left without me all of a sudden. She would have no damn idea what my work relationships are to that extent. <laughs> Good point. So Good point. She, she would yeah. have no damn idea the extent of my work relationships with anybody to know who was on what terms with me in any sort of way. Mm-hmm. So and then I, yeah, I here do, I come. Oh, I yep. tweet her out of the blue. Hey, uh, you know, sorry to hear about your laws, Mrs. Bill Mahoney. Um, <laughs> And you're like, who the fuck is Bill? You don't get to talk about my dead husband like that. Get the right. fuck off my line. So right. that is a thing that could have happened. Yeah, it it's to, it seems like a big misunderstanding that's been blown out of proportion. But I do think Crab is very much probably on the right wavelength where we're one year removed from when everything happened. Very much. Yeah, well, I'm very sure much so. she is very tender right now. This is when everything was starting to happen with the hospitals. So... This has got to be a tough holiday season for her. Absolutely. So hopefully Absolutely. that's what it is. But there's different Jericho jumping in, though. I don't think there's much of any excuse for that. No. And, her, and her doubling down on it because she could have squashed that shit immediately and said, like, yo, this isn't your fight. I'm the I'm the grieving widow still. Shut yeah. the fuck up. And she didn't exactly do that. She kind of agreed with him and said, you know, you're you're not that guy. So what are you talking? What are you doing here? So I think it's an interesting situation. Um, and I wonder if they would have had that same energy if there wasn't a spelling mistake, if, if, if that was just the catalyst for coming off and saying like, were you, well, what are you doing here? You know, like who, who, who are you to be in this conversation about grief when you weren't really friends with him? You just a guy at work. Um, and, but then again, again, I think it's still valid on both ends. I can't tell him how to grieve just as much as I can't tell her. Not to be offended. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is what it is. And that's why it's kind of like a zero-sum argument. Um, nobody's 
dead wrong. Nobody's more right either. I don't care if they if if Brody Lee and um, Kalisto never saw each other at work. The only time they saw each other was like on the plane overseas or whatever. They may have they may have shook hands once, but if he wants to pay tribute, then so fucking what? Yeah, that, but then that's again, it's but then this again, also. You know, when you hit the lottery, you get all these cousins come out. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is a situation like that too, where it's like you weren't there before, so what are you doing here now? And, you know, this is another case of like Twitter, man. Like people get on the Twitter and they start typing these characters, and it just it 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 always becomes an episode of something. I think this is definitely a case of as adults um, who have, may have some reservations about one's intents or whatever it may be. Could it just Shot a text, or you know, I'm sure Chris Jericho Jer- clearly has it can get anybody's number he wants. He was at the show, so yeah. you don't. I mean, she's she's the like the community outreach person, so she definitely works with the and for the company. Jericho was at the show, obviously, Kalisto was at the show. So yeah. you're telling me that somebody could have pulled him aside and said, like, Hey, what you doing, man? I mean, like, uh-huh. if you like, out of respect. No matter what your intentions were, but out of respect for to me, uh, go ahead and delete that. Yeah, and again, I, I deem this as an honest, uh, uh, honest mistake. I feel like the intentions were pure. I'm not one to tell either how either one of them should grieve, but I also firmly believe as adults that if there was an issue, that someone could have just done it the way without Twitter being involved. Twitter should not mm-hmm. be in bed in this situation. Like it's just not a thing. Hell, from a person who gets their name misspelled all the time, <laughs> I'm definitely, uh, by all means, are not going to make a whole scene of like, can't believe you did this. You know what I mean? I'm just like, hey, next time this, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So they spell your name wrong. I can't believe that. Yeah, ma- imagine, imagine what they spell it as too. <laughs> mm. Can't believe, can't believe that. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Mistakes have been made. Um, let's get into our final topic of the night. Um, as you may have heard, John Moxley of AEW is taking time away from AEW because Tony Khan put out a tweet. Um, and I actually, I don't know, should I actually get this? Uh, let's try to get this tweet out real quick. Let's see if I can find this in a heartbeat. Um, let me see if I can find this, folks. Um, so sort of Tony speed. Yeah, so it's on November 3rd and, uh, excuse me, it's on November 2nd at 11 p.m., so just about uh, midnight here on the East Coast. Tony tweeted out, John Mosley has allowed me to share with you that he is entering an inpatient alcohol treatment program. John is a beloved member of the AEW family. We stand, we all stand with him and Renee and all of his family and friends as he shifts his focus to recovery. So um, there is a four-part tweet. The last part of the tweet basically uh, providing resources for anyone also struggling with alcohol addiction. Okay. Um, here's my thing about this. It's nothing controversial here by any means. This is the Tony Khan that I got behind initially uh, when it came down to situations happening with his talent, um, whether it's tr- being transparent or not, it's the idea of addressing what the issue is head on, 
without any fluff, any razzle-dazzle attached to it, and providing the statement of what it is and providing resources about it. <laughs> to me, what's important to this is that you're humanizing some of our biggest uh, fandom stars, talent figures, whatever it may be, and saying that everyone absolutely struggles with something in life. Depression, which... Depression or mental health period, which uh, right now we see um, uh, impact is leading the force on uh, with their promotion, uh, with their promotional work, uh, attaching names from every promotion to it, essentially uh, in response to uh, the the late passing of Daphne, where they say, like, here's an issue. Let's address it. Let's provide resources and let everybody know that everyone, someone may know somebody or you yourself may be struggling with one of these things. So in seeing this, um, first of all, I completely avoided the, uh, the the responses under each of these tweets because people went right back to wrestling. What does this mean for this storyline? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, these know, are the questions. Th- th- these are what people do. But um, I, I think that um, the, the 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 reason why this is you know something to discuss here tonight is because um, I appreciate it. You know, I I, I think that um, him uh, in the height of his career, uh, a very pivotal part of AEW, one of their biggest talent. As Jamal said earlier, anybody and everybody is subjected to life coming to them, mm-hmm. um, and this is just another case to remind folks that. Yes, it's wrestling. Yes, these are some of our uh, most admired talent in the world. But everybody could possibly be struggling with something. And Tony Khan, being who he is, being the one to break this, to address this, um, head on, without just hitting the dirt sheets or any of that sort, becoming a tidbit for people to run with, he took it as responsibility to relay this news and uh, provide resources to it. So um, I I thought that was really special, and I hope this is the tone going forward from everybody um, beyond beyond this in professional wrestling is so we don't have any type of um, incidents, tragedies, or any sorts of uh, these things because of the lack of help and support for folks. So this is a good thing because who knows what he was struggling mm-hmm. with? I mean, he set GCW doing this thing left and right. Um, uh, he is he just dropped his book. Did they have the baby already? Yep. Oh yeah. No, he's got yep. a lot going on. He he did he started doing interviews for the book. And in the few interviews I heard, he was on a Jericho's podcast this week and a couple other ones recently. Because the book just dropped, I think Tuesday. And he was very open about how he is a I guess for lack of a better term, kind of overwhelmed right now. So I think that kind of plays into what's going on too. Cause yes, he has a newborn baby. He's been wrestling all over the place, whether it be AEW or GCW, he's got a book that just came out that obviously he needs to do press for. And then in top on top of all that with the arrival of the baby, him and Renee were looking to get out of Vegas and move to uh, the Midwest to around the Cincinnati area. And he was openly yeah. talking about how they were trying to schedule you know, between AEW dates when they could drive everything out the hell out of Vegas to like around Cincinnati and basically do it, you know, within a week. So he wouldn't miss any time with uh, AEW and promoting the book. So I think just he was burning the candle at both ends. And this I'm not surprised this happened because he was talking about all that going on as it was. And so I don't even think the move took place before Mm -hmm. this even happened. So Mm -hmm. 
he's had a lot going on. So he's probably burnt out. He's probably fried yeah, and de- desperately needs a break. So yeah. I hope he's okay. I hope he gets the help he needs. And I'm, I'm glad to see AEW handle it in such a quick manner where it's like, no, you go now. Yeah. You know, like you got to finish up this tournament. It's like, yeah, you're booked in this tournament. Tough. You're out of here. Bye. Go. Yeah. Go take care of yourself today, tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And, well, and, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, too, and because I'm not trying to create divide in, the, in, the, in these statements, just because WWE doesn't come out and make a statement about these things doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Uh, Mike Kanellis. Uh, was very adamant that WWE supported him through his uh, rehab um, and provided him all the resources that he needed. And without that, he wouldn't be where he's going to be. And one of the best pure wrestlers in the world. And that's special because he definitely was not. Uh, and, and you have to think that his his story kind of aligns here, too, uh, with the stress, the pressure, uh, a new a newborn at the time. And, um, you know, really not really sure what's going to be next for him in WWE. Uh, for the two of them in WWE. So, uh, you, you know, this this is not a message to divide between the two companies. This is just that I think with Tony Khan's approach and being completely transparent with his talent, um, this should provide not only resources to some, but hope for others who may be struggling with the same thing. Yeah, and I'll add this, and maybe um, I'm getting this theory because I've been watching a lot of shows on the same topic, or we're getting up that age where, you know, a lot of, of course, you know, well, you have children already, but, you know, postpartum depression is is really real, um, and that can really affect a lot of people, especially if you look at the careers that they have, um, traveling on the road a lot, maybe missing the time of seeing his child, and like you said, so many things that he's a part of that when you have those things that can psychologically mess you up, thinking you have to be there for one thing or maybe not having enough time, and you think about how do I cope with all these things at the same time, not knowing if it's even a, a death or anything in, in a scenario, and of course still going with this pandemic time, which is still shaping people's lives, even though everything's slowly getting back to where they, is, where they are now, um, it really could take a toll on people. And, and you guys already said, and well, you kind of capitalized on it, is like what – really is going on through somebody's mind, they really need that time to like decompress and know how to release. And if they don't get a chance to release, then it's just built up inside for so long. Um, And I'm seeing a lot in my career field right now with different people. Um, But just taking it one day at a time of what you can do and the support that, that two chains that you read for, for, for Tony Khan, of course, his health is a priority. His health is number one. Storylines will always be shifted and shaped to whatever needs to be done. But you got to take care of yourself while you're here, especially if you have people and seeds and family to affiliate with. Um, just to make sure you take one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you said something that was going to make me say something. Oh, yeah, I know what I was going to say. Um, no, nah, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. You said something. Had, I had it. something. Came back. No, 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 no. Oh, I, I, I know. When I was, when I was thinking about uh, John Moxley, formerly of Dean Ambrose, when he's in WWE and he was on Total Divas, I mean, you know, he was, as we've seen on that show, and like, I'm not really a big like. I see it on reality TV. That must be who they are. But we did see him when it came to him avoiding stress. Did resort to Jack Daniels. That was like a very on very much part of his character on the show where when trust got very when, when things got heightened for him and a lot of stress and things possibly came into a, a combustible point 
he would shut down and then he would go and um find find a sense of comfort within Jack Daniels. So, you know, I, and and I think that at some point it just got to a head. I mean, this is probably one of the most life-changing moments of his life and he sure. just was just like this is too much and mm-hmm. whoever he confined in, whoever was there for him, uh this can go obviously this can go a lot of other ways, but it's good to know that this is going the way that uh we hope to see many other folks that are struggling through the same thing um um take the same approach. So um anything else before we get to our rundown of a news for the night because we got more or less i don't know i mean we got news but we also got like duties this week we got we got some things going on this week that uh we will be a part of and um and providing coverage for uh but jamal you got that all handled right yep yep then there's no other than the time for the news folks let's get it Okay, so WrestleMania 38. Uh, I know that it's it's a coming, but uh, November 10th, <laughs> November 10th, uh, oh, that's a boy. Wednesday. That's next Wednesday, 5.30 to 8, AT&T Stadium in beautiful Arlington, Texas. They're having a WrestleMania uh, on-sale ticket party. So this is from <laughs> WWE.com. WrestleMania will once again descend at AT&T Stadium for a two-night celebration, April 2nd and 3rd, Saturday and Sunday. To kick off the event, the official WrestleMania on-sale party would take place at AT&T Stadium on November 10th at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. Uh, join WWE, AT&T Stadium, and the Dallas Sports Commission for live in-ring matches featuring NXT superstars, whatever's left of them, uh, WWE superstar auto- autograph signings, whoever's left of them, uh, kids' activities, music, and official merchandise, and more. The WrestleMania on-sale party will give fans an exclusive opportunity to purchase uh, their mobile WrestleMania tickets before they come available on Friday, November 12th. So okay. if you are a fan looking to go to WrestleMania in Arlington and you're going to be in the great and you are in the greater Dallas area, you might want to make your way over to the stadium after work uh, to get in at that WrestleMania shenanigans. And then, you know, they're, they're putting on some matches. It looks like a good time. The uh, entry is free, uh, free parking and available in lots four and five of AT&T Stadium and tickets uh, we'll go on sale at 5 p.m. Central Time. Uh, there is a bag policy. Um, so, yeah, so check that shit on the website. Uh, but basically, don't bring, leave your bags in your car. Um, but, um, but yeah, apparently, um, a seat geek is going to handle the tickets. That ticket match. Uh, so that's interesting. See- so no, see, that's what I was just about to get at. This sounds all good and dandy, but unless there's a Ticketmaster representative on site, then this is this is fraudulent to me. The WrestleMania <laughs> on sale party will give fans an opportunity to purchase their mobile tickets before they become available uh, via SeatGeek.com. So however it works, you know, get your SeatGeek account, you know, do that thing, and then go down to the stadium, see some matches. Um, on the banner, they have the Undertaker, uh, Biggie Langston. Um, uh, Nikki Cross, I can't think of what her, her name is now. Um, yeah, uh, Rhea Ripley, uh, Piper Niven, and I can't think of what her name is now. Um, and Street Profits, and this other guy that looks kind of like Wale, but um, I think he was with Carmella. I don't, I forget what his name is, but Carmella's butler guy, uh, Reginald, uh, yeah, yeah. And then um, Dewdrop, you forgot Dewdrop with Piper, Dewdrop, yes, <laughs> yes. So, um, they're out there. So, if you want to meet The Undertaker, then you and you know, some folks, then and Big E, you know. Biggie going to be out yeah. there. So uh, go do a thing on Wednesday, 530 to 8 at ATMC Stadium in Arlington, Texas. 
that actually looks like fun if Dallas didn't suck. Uh, QT Marshall uh, did an interview with Daily DDT, and he's talking about Anthony Agogo, who underwent eye surgery in England over the summer. Uh, he's actually partially blind in a, in his left eye, I believe. Um, but yeah, he's had he's had repeated eye surgeries on that eye to try to get to a point where he can see something uh, out of it. And it's uh, like, you know, I mean, he's like technically blind in one eye, but obviously uh, well enough to, you know, his other eyes was well enough to, to see. Th- I uh, mean, is this, is this on par with Anthony Ogogo? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing. We, I don't know what the prognosis is. I don't know how, uh, close he is to coming back to the ring, if if he it is at all. But apparently he's back in the U.S. QT says he just came back. He was overseas and getting everything take care, taken care of. So we'll see. I think it's about the right place and the right time and the right story as well. Uh, he had that story with Cody at Double or Nothing. Had, didn't see anything after after that. Took the summer off. You know, got his eyes uh, worked on. And who knows how well he'll come back. He's doing a hell of a lot better than the Fetty Wap is, but we don't know how close to 100%. Oh, Lord. What? Oh, Lord. Yeah, he wild. That, Jamal's wild. Hey, I know what I was going to say now um, to the postpartum thing. Took me a while. But, like, also, this was something that Brandy was very adamant about on Rose to the Top. So, like, again, you could be anywhere in your career, in the business, at any position in the business, yeah. and it still be in a forefront of things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now I remember. Dewdrop, she did an interview with the Daily Star over there in the UK. And basically, the, the long and short of the interview is how she's transitioning to Raw. Obviously, with him cutting Eva Marie, uh, she's basically out there, you know, by herself doing her diligence. Uh, it will be interesting to see how it goes forward. Um, she talks about how, you know, how talking to Vince McMahon actually is. And obviously, she's not going to say a bad word about him, especially on Black Trash Back Thursday. But um, but it's it's a really you know it's a cute little interesting read about how uh, she's kind of did the NXT UK thing and then came over to uh, Raw and that transition and stuff. So uh, the Daily, um, well, I just deleted it, but yeah, she, Daily, Daily Mail out there in the UK was had the interview. Uh, WWE had record profits, which is interesting because last two years they had record profits. But when you sign a massive deal with Peacock and then of course <clears throat> Saudi Mania and then Mansoor. Uh, you know, just brings in all the money from the Middle East. Uh, you know, no shit, they had record record profits. And also, there's another thing too. Uh, they had profits of like 250 million dollars. You're telling me that the difference between their bottom line is cutting carrying cross. All of those people released today did not add up to 250 million dollars. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that's a bit odd also, but it's good to see that they're trimming the fat. You know, they don't need to keep all those people that they're not going to use. The, the rich get richer. Well, he was he was getting richer regardless. No, I'm talking about posi- the, the, in, within the business, the rich get richer. Oh, well, you know, that's but that's every business, though, you know. Yeah, yeah I, um, could, could you imagine if if if, if uh, Tony Khan's whole mission statement there or uh, or, you know, whatever his yearly plan was, was get us to this? And you'll get this right. yearly bonuses, by the way, December. Yeah, yep. just time for Christmas. Yeah, unless you were left the company and only a thirty-day contract, then you, well, you get a, a Thanksgiving ham, I guess, uh, on your way out the door. I ain't no wrestlers getting no bonuses, but to the folks that's in there, <laughs> May with incentives, <laughs> suits, the suits, yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know who Ulysses Diaz is. 
But apparently he's dating Danny Brooke. Hmm. And apparently uh, some internet troll, uh, you know, was talking shit online. So Diaz, who was a pro MMA guy, wanted to know in his MMA career, uh, went to dude's house, bopped him in the face, and now caught him the saw charge. Yeah. Ooh. What oh, could yeah. possibly go wrong? That's exactly yeah. how that's supposed to work out. The system works. So, yes, uh, I get it. The internet gonna, does suck. We're going to have to, like, denormalize going to people's houses. Like, I know that was, like, the thing to do back in the, the 80s and early 90s as, as, yeah. a, as a moment of proving that you're hard. We're going to stop because we see that this incite other people to think that if I can't reach you online, then I'm going to go to your house to get in contact with you. Not cool. I.e. stalking. Yeah. Let's, let's not do that. Let's just not do that. Yeah. Let's, Speaking yeah. of going to somebody's houses, uh, Brian Pillman, uh, he had a book uh, that, that came out, which is supposed to be a really good, introspective look at Pillman's early life uh, growing up in the Cincinnati area and his uh, in his career. So uh, the name of the book is Crazy Like a Fox, and I'm, I'm hearing good things about it. And the Sporter News had a pretty interesting read up about it. Also interesting, but not entirely surprised, is Michael Cole. He, he deaf. Uh, apparently 65% hearing loss, uh, and he revealed that he's technically deaf on the Pat McAfee show. So apparently they have to make these special inner ear pieces that go underneath uh, his headset on air so that he can actually hear, which makes sense. I mean, he wears headsets for a living, uh, which goes over your ears, and then yeah. he's in an arena with pyro and screaming crowds ground, and ground everything zero. like that. Um, and he's done that for, for 30 years in WWE. Um, as a backstage guy, as an announcer, and at the desk, so and he's um, taking some bumps. So there's that, you know, that too. But he was also a news guy and a radio guy before that. So he's worn headphones all of his adult life, basically. Yeah. And the fact that he's deaf after 40 years of wearing headphones, yeah, that that's that makes that makes a lot of sense. If you're going to Rampage in St. Louis, like me, uh, you <laughs> might want to get some uh, meet and greet tickets. They go on sale at 12 p.m. Central Time in St. Louis. Um, apparently, Jay Cargill, uh, the acclaimed, and Eddie Kingston. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be others, but um, yeah, they're doing a meet and greet. The meet and greet will be at 5:30. Doors open at the building at six. The show starts at seven. So go ahead, get your meet and greet on. That's at the Chaffetz Arena, part of St. Louis University in St. Louis, Missouri. Now, we've talked about the uh, the releases at the top of the show. One name that we didn't mention, uh, that I, I don't remember hearing mentioned, was um, Harry Smith. Uh, yeah, and David Boy Smith, yeah. Yeah, David Boy Smith Jr. Uh, he was re-signed by WWE over the summer. I didn't know that he was still there. Hmm. Um, there, there has been a lot of people wondering when, how, and what. Um, yeah. Beats me. I seen him obviously Hall of Fame. We've seen him on the bump. Right. Um, he's worked, I believe, a, a house show or something or a dark match or whatever. That's it. Right. Right. I don't so, know. I don't know. Uh, this, that's kind of one of those type of I don't even know what to say. We'll just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, who knows? Um so coming up this weekend, uh Rampage is live in St. Louis, uh, which is uh surprising. You have uh, SmackDown in Indiana. Uh, WWE is going to do a couple house shows in the UK. Um, Ring of Honor is in Philadelphia this weekend. IWA Mid-South, that's still a thing somehow, but they're in Indianapolis. Uh, MOW is in Philly, Philly. Uh, this weekend, and that looks like a hell of a card. Um, New Japan oh, you, has... You mean like Enzo? 
I, again, <laughs> you, you mean you mean to tell me Enzo, who carried two hundred five live on his back, and look at it now, couldn't keep it afloat <laughs> okay. without him? Tell me, tell me where I'm wrong. Street cred. You might, yeah, you might become best friends with him. That's like music to his ears. Oh, but there's no, no lie though. No, I don't, he don't need my number. He's gonna probably borrow money. Um, but yeah, so it's a, it's a bunch of stuff. So good on WWE for doing their UK tour. Um, it is good to see that they're actually getting out of the country. Um, hopefully that allows sets a precedent for other companies to uh, go out of the country or come here. Because one of the big things about WrestleMania was that there was hardly any indie scene around WrestleMania the last couple of years because of the pandemic, uh, because of the plague. So hopefully because people are allowed to travel in a meaningful way for work, uh, we can get some indies over here from overseas. Um, AEW Dark Elevation, and I know this I'm the only one that cares about this, but uh, May Saruga, my favorite wrestler in the world right now, made her AEW debut after Dynamite on Elevation, or before Dynamite on Elevation. So Monday I will on YouTube, I will be very excited to see that. Um, and in the Chocolate Pro Wrestling, there's a four-way uh, winner-take-all interim interim heavyweight championship match that looks pretty awesome, and that's on their YouTube channel, uh, Got to Move Pro Wrestling. And that's the news for this week. All right. Well, again, it was a lot going on tonight. Um, I, you know, there's really no easy way of saying this, but, you know, we will uh, stay posted if more news is to come of this. Um, I can assure you all, folks, uh, anyone who's watching us live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. on Twitter at BitGoldBelt, um, that Will is okay. He just grew a full, a full beard out because, you know, that's 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 what you got to do for the Halloween things. He's <laughs> Blackbeard, <laughs> you know, when you got Blackbeard Will, you're like, man, who he out here robbing? Like, <laughs> he's got a whole nother physique, uh, persona, I mean, going on today. <laughs> but Will, Will was taking part in the uh, Halloween festivities, uh, which was pretty dope. Family dressed up as uh, uh, superheroes. Wolverine, Storm, and uh, Mystique, so... That's right. right. That was nice. pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, full full black beard, grown man Logan out here. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, as uh, Jamal said, um, we will have a presence at AEW this weekend. Um, we'll have a presence at MLW this weekend. Also, another show this weekend is Flying V uh, Fights returning back here to the Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, the only wrestling right now in the DMV, it seems like. And when I say the DMV, um, right now, Virginia may be on the chopping blocks, but that's a discussion for another day. Um, but yes, uh, that would do it for the night. Um, tune in with us each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Um, you can find us at BigGoBelt.com and BigGoBelt on all social media. So um, thank you for tuning in. Um, and oh, should I have mentioned, because obviously um, you can find all of our podcasts on all audio platforms the following days, Friday mornings, um, uh, if, so you can get your latest Big Gold Belt fix. But yeah, as I said, that'll do it for tonight, folks, and we'll see you all next week. All I really need, that big old-